Do you do vocal warm-ups? <laughs> red leather, yellow leather, red leather, yellow leather. No, I don't do vocal warm-ups. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, that's a weird one if you did that. You don't you don't know red leather, yellow nah. leather? Red leather, try it. Red leather, yellow leather. Now say it faster so it's harder to say. Red leather, yellow leather, red yellow leather. <laughs> you're, you're fantastic. <laughs> I'm a star. I'm a star. Let's get trivial, trivial. I want to get trivial. Let's get into trivial. Let me hear knowledge talk. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Quiz Fix podcast. My name is Paul. My name is Monica. This is episode six, six. Episode six, six, six. This is the episode of the beast. <laughs> the puka. The puka. The puka beast. Yeah, the beasts are just are just the kitties. By the way, before we go anywhere with today's episode, we've got to talk about Stephanie and Brandon from Florida, who sent us fabulous pictures. Oh my gosh, they're so cute. Of their animals. Talk about the animals there for a moment there, would you? So they all have their headphones on, and there's Gertie, who is a Boston Terrier French Bulldog mix. And there's Barnaby, which is a big dog with beautiful, sad eyes. Yes. And Murderface's cousin, <laughs> Sasami. Yeah, I, I, I think it's, I think that's right. Or Sasami, maybe? Well, it's cute. Cute. <laughs> and uh, it's a tortoise shell cat and she just has earbuds kind of draped over her head (laughs) she seems to be not enjoying herself as much i got this on thursday after a very long day of moving and we were supposed to record the podcast on thursday and we didn't get around to it because we were both busy this email really made our day it says hey pon monica my husband and I love trivia and we love your show. We struggled to keep our critters in headphones long enough to snap a picture and this <laughs> is what we got. And she describes the pets I just described. And they are huge Metalocalypse fans too. So they love Murderface. And they look forward to future episodes. That's amazing. It was so cool to get that you know, you do these podcasts, we've just been on iTunes for a couple of weeks now, and it's really hard to tell if anybody's listening. So to get something not only from somebody who's not one of our friends or comes to our quizzes, but somebody from pretty much as far away from Seattle as you can get, that's it's pretty amazing. So thank you, Stephanie and Brandon. Thank and, you. And uh, hopefully you enjoy us more and more as we do more of these shows. And if you want to feel famous, yes. send us your photos of pets with headphones. Yes. Quizfix at gmail.com. Attach those to there and we will post it on our website and on our Tumblr and pretty much everywhere. I've just been showing pictures of, of them on my phone to as many people as will uh, look at my phone. <laughs> You Which, put him up on the on the quiz night, didn't you? Oh yes, yes. You you have famous. Uh, we had twenty five teams on Thursday night in Renton, and they all got to see your uh, charming, adorable pets in their headphones. There were lots of aws in the audience. <laughs> so, so twenty five teams. Twenty five teams. Yeah, it was a it was a crazy night on Thursday. <laughs> Still not sure exactly what happened there, but 25 teams was... I can't believe they could all fit in there. We, we, we made them fit. So thanks to everybody for listening and downloading, subscribing uh, on iTunes. And uh, I think we have a pretty fun show today. It I think feels fun. It feels fun. Let's start with the recap of the audio round. Last week we did movie scores that won the Oscar. This was a tough one. 
but it was also the one that got the most entries. We had seven entries this week, which is more than we've had for any of the other ones. So thank you to everybody who uh, participated. The winner this week is Christine Howard, who did not say where she was from, but she got five out of the seven right. So Christine Howard, well done. Here are the answers to last week's audio round. Midnight Express E.T. The Extraterrestrial The Social Network The Wizard of Oz The Bridge on the River Kwai The Sting The Lion King All right, those are the answers. Congratulations again to Christine Howard for nailing that quiz. Congratulations, Christine. And uh, the audio round will be at the end of this podcast. And again, quizfix at gmail.com. And again, if you don't hear it right first thing Monday morning, don't fret. You have time to get it in. We put all the names into a hat. It was a very small hat this week, but uh, hopefully the hat will get bigger as we uh, progress. Are you ready to start this thing? I'm ready. Are you really ready to start this thing? Really, really ready. How about now? Are you starting to start this thing now? Yes. Okay, let's do it. Jeez. (laughs) It is time for the lightning round. I ask Monica five questions on a subject that she is unaware of, and she is going to do the same to me. Monica, I'm I'm afraid, <laughs> but what is my subject this week? Your subject is sports movies. <laughs> <laughs> so we don't talk about what we're going to do for uh, the lightning round ahead of time. Your quiz this week is dogs in movies. <laughs> yes. How did we do this? If we mention the same movie, it's going to be fantastic. Oh my God. There is a movie that could come up. Well, let's start it. Uh, do you want to go first or second? I go, I'll go first. All right. Here we go with the lightning round. Number one. The hurricane was about what boxer who was unjustly incarcerated? His name is Reuben Carter. That's correct. Yeah. I never saw the movie. You know what his nickname is? The Tornado. (laughs) So close. It's the hurricane. The The light rain. (laughs) All right, here's your first question. Number one, in what movie does Reese Witherspoon have a chihuahua named Bruiser? Legally Blonde. That is legally correct. I love that movie. Yeah. Did you see the musical? No. It's. I've seen clips of it, and it looks like it's pretty good. Wasn't there, was there like a show or something that was about auditioning for the musical? Yeah, you're right. They did, didn't they do some sort of reality I show so, on that? I think so, I think I might have seen an episode of it. Mm. But uh, yeah, a very a very funny movie. Bend and snap. Bend and snap. <laughs> Number two, the 2005 film Fever Pitch centers on the protagonist's obsession with baseball and the Boston Red Sox. The film is a remake of a 1997 movie adapted from a Nick Hornby novel, where the focused sport is not baseball, but what? Soccer. Yes. 
It's football. Football. Soccer does stand for association football. Yeah, I learned that today. Yeah? That it, yeah. When I was looking at this question. <laughs> well, then I shouldn't have told you. Uh, question number two for you. In what recent action movie does Keanu Reeves avenge the death of his beagle Daisy by killing literally everybody? Oh, I've seen this. And it's a name. And I get it mixed up with another movie that's also a name. Is it Jack Reacher? I knew that was what you were going to oh, say. Oh, damn it. It is John Wick. John Wick. The sequel of that just came out. But yeah, John oh. Wick and Jack Reacher kind of came out around the same time. So I And I've understand. only seen the, the John Wick one. They're both worth seeing, the first ones. I don't know about the second ones, but the first ones okay. are, are both worth seeing. But yeah, yes. when his dog died. Ugh. Devastating. It's terrible. Devastating. And you want him to kill everybody after he that. He does. He yeah. really kills a lot of people. Yeah. I wonder what the body count in that movie is. Uh, lots. <laughs> I was going to look that up, but I thought it was funnier just to say, killing literally, literally everybody. <sighs> I'm so mad I got the wrong one. Number three. What 1952 film starred Katherine Hepburn... As a talented athlete competing professionally in golf and tennis, and Spencer Tracy as her slightly shady manager. Oh, wow. God, they made so many movies together. This is one of them. <laughs> Thank you for the hint. Um, I'm starting to just cross off the ones that it isn't. She plays a golfer and tennis player yeah oh man i'm just gonna pick one that i don't know the plot of is it pat and mike yes oh amazing <laughs> so i was like okay it's not desk set it's not adam's rib you are gonna it's get every guesses, single one of these i'm so dinner. mad <laughs> yeah and pat and mike is just the one it's like i've seen the title but i didn't know what it was about okay good dang i like that uh number three in the harry potter movies what Hogwarts employee owns a mastiff named Fang? Hagrid. That is correct. They were just showing a Harry Potter marathon on cable. Yeah. And I get sucked into that every I single time. I love those movies. Yes. So my good friend back in Ohio, she got a Harry Potter Trivial Pursuit for Christmas. And she has nobody to play it with. <laughs> so I'm going out there to visit. I'm like, we're going to play the shit out of that game. <laughs> You're gonna, you need to come back and write a Harry Potter round for uh, for trivia after that. Oh, I will. Yeah. People have been asking for more Harry Potter stuff, so I'm going to put you on that. Okay. Number four. In the 2008 movie The Wrestler, who played the title role? Mickey Rourke. Yes, he played the Ram, Randy the Ram. I think I made these questions too easy. I think I may have done the same for you this week. No. Yes. <laughs> you had a 50-50 shot at John Wick. <laughs> yeah, made... I got it wrong. Well, it's true, but you had it narrowed down. <laughs> Boy, when you said there's like a one or two names, I was like, I knew she was thinking Jack Reacher. <laughs> I knew she was thinking Jack Reacher. All right, number four for you in the movie Babe. What specific job does Babe the Pig want Fly the Border Collie to teach him to do? Round up the sheep. That is correct. Okay. Herd those heard, sheep. Herd those mullers. And he does. He, he does. does it. He does it. He nips at their heels and. And you know what? That'll do. <laughs> Are you talking about the movie or my question? That, that's an adequate question. <laughs> that'll, that'll do. That'll do, Paul. <laughs> I've heard that before. But not in the context of doing a podcast. All right. What imagined sports movie did Trey Parker and Matt Stone agree to make in 1997 because they assumed that their show South Park would be canceled by then? Oh, I didn't know that's why they did it. That's it amazing. Is, yeah. That's basketball. Yep. Love that movie. That is a very funny movie. Yes. I like it when the guy picks up 
the stuff off the ground to make a point and he's like chicken poo he's like chicken feed (laughs) (laughs) i like the dude exchange it's just like i read i read how many dudes there were today but i can't remember the number it's a lot of dudes i think it was in the 70s the whole movie. Oh, all the dudes. And there the was movies. like 21 was just their dude conversation. <laughs> all right. Last question for you. Number five, the Palm Dog Award has been given out every year since 2001 to the best dog performance in a movie that is shown at what film festival? Uh, Sundance? No. It is the Cannes Film Festival. Oh. The Palm Dog is a take on their main prize, which is the Palm Door. Oh, see, I didn't even know that. Yeah. But I love the fact that they honor the dogs. They really do give a prize to the dog. Did you see the movie The Lobster that was out this last year? Yes, I did. So the dog that plays Colin Farrell's brother? Yeah. Won this year. Oh. Won the Palm Dog. Another horrible dog death. Yes. If you haven't seen the lo- spoilers for The Lobster, which is a fantastic movie. It very was interesting. so weird. So weird. But that that director, if you've ever seen any of his other movies like Dogtooth or anything like that, it, it's probably the most normal movie he's made. Oh, really? Yeah. You, go back and find out, find Dogtooth. It's a crazy, crazy movie. And it has dog in the title. So I could have used that one. <laughs> I'm glad you did it. Now I'm kicking myself. Not that it would have mattered because no. I don't know anything. No, you just got struck by the lightning round. <laughs> that was weird. <laughs> I'm going to take that out. <laughs> I'm just announcing that right now. That was the lightning round, everybody. Now, have you thought of what animal you'd like to be if you end up alone? Yes, a lobster. Why a lobster? Because lobsters live for over 100 years. Are blue-blooded, like... Aristocrats and stay fertile all their lives. I also like the sea very much. I water ski and swim quite well since I was a teenager. I must congratulate you. The first thing most people think of is a dog, which is why the world is full of dogs. Very few people choose an unusual animal, which is why they are endangered. A lobster is an excellent choice. It's now time for game prep. Things that happened during this week in history. Take it away, Mionica. 1818. Mary Shelley's novel Frankenstein, or The Modern Prometheus, is published. Have you read it? I think I did in college, or I think that I did and I didn't. (laughs) Or it was assigned to you and I watched a movie. Yeah, it might have happened. People think that Frankenstein's the name of the monster, but in the title, Frankenstein refers to the doctor and not the monster. I thought everybody knew that now because they're always being corrected. It does hem them up. It does hem people up here and there. Not as much as it used to, but it, it, it'll still trip people up. So the modern Prometheus is like the subtitle? Yeah. I think that's a good question. Yes. I've asked the question of what horror novel is subtitled the modern Prometheus, and that's always a good one. So that's that's very good to know. Uh, 1975, the Sapruder film is shown for the first time on network television on ABC's Good Night America, hosted by Geraldo Riviera. <laughs> I think it's... Pretty- Don't even try to correct me. <laughs> Don't even start. He had a mustache and it's Riviera. <laughs> Jerry Rivers. <laughs> of course, the uh, Zapruder film uh, showing the Kennedy assassination aired in on a local station at some point, but this was the first national network television showing of it Hmm. on something called good night America, which I didn't do any research on what that was, but uh, probably the nighttime version of good morning America. But uh, Geraldo Rivera got to the chance to be the guy to, uh, to do that. I think he would do anything. 
Did you ever see the Al Capone vault fiasco? I know know about it, but I never saw it. I, that was a big deal. And I remember sitting around the television watching and nothing was in that vault. (laughs) It was the biggest disappointment after weeks of him building it up on different shows Nothing. Dust and dirt. So and did few... he do it live? Yeah. It was oh, a live that's reveal. He knew he didn't know that there wasn't gonna be anything in it. It was gonna be a big deal. He was gonna open that vault and Why I don't know, gold you bars open was gonna come out. First just to make sure you don't make a fool of yourself. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You'd have to ask Mr. Revere himself. <laughs> Alaska's mustache. Ask that, don't ask that mustache to do anything. <laughs> you do not know where that mustache has been. Yeah. 1977. Oh, this is a good note. James Vanderbeek is born. Yes, and the world was never the oh. same. Were you a Vanderbeek fan? Were uh, you a Dawson's no, fan? No, I wasn't. Yeah. I didn't watch that show. I did not either. I think it was scary movie where he showed up at her window and he was oh. like, oh, wrong window. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I don't want to wait for our lives to be over. 1978, The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy's first episode is transmitted on BBC Radio 4. Author Douglas Adams would adapt the radio drama into a novel the following year. That's also a good trivia question, that it didn't start as a novel. It started as a radio play. There's another reference to Hitchhikers that came out years later when Radiohead recorded the song Paranoid Android, which uh, there is a character in Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy named Marvin the Paranoid Android. Mm, and that I was know the basis. Both of those things. Yeah, I'll see. I don't even know why I'm telling you anything nowadays. <laughs> you've just you're acing this this uh, this podcast. You are getting an A plus. Thank you. Gold star for Monica. Look how smart I am. <laughs> I can't see how smart you are, but I can hear Listen it. Listen to how smart I am. Listen to the voice of reason. Actually, that used to be my nickname for my friends. The voice of reason. Yeah. Really. My friend Jessie called me that when she would get into some some trouble. Some scrapes. <laughs> yeah. Some scrapes, some mishaps. <laughs> now it's it's pretty far from the truth. Now you're just a troublemaker yeah. all the time. Mm-hmm. 1982. Chrononauts meet in Baltimore, Maryland to discuss time travel methods. The meeting is chronicled in the New York Times in an article called The Night the Planets Were Aligned with Baltimore Lunacy. I read that article after seeing the chrononauts uh, mentioned, and it is fascinating. These people got together and apparently had a lot to drink and danced and got naked and talked (laughs) about time travel. Do they think that they've time traveled or do they just think that they will? Eventually, There was both, from what I read in the article, people who thought they'd already done it and people who thought of methods of how to do it in the future. Mm. Do you believe in any sort of that time travel? Are you a chrononaut? I'm not. You're not a chrononaut? But, um... You're a chrononaut. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> do you think it's possible at all? I don't know. Maybe. It'd be pretty cool. I'm pretty sure I'm not going to be traveling back in time because I already would have come back in time and like slapped myself. (laughs) (laughs) Slap the voice of reason? That doesn't seem right. (laughs) What do you think about time travel? I'm the same way. If if, If it's true, if it could happen, it's already happened. And I don't, I don't think it's happening. No, but I'm somebody te- would be coming back to this time right now. Yes, to change some things. Yes, they would be. You know, they'd be changing. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Probably. 
I think the chrononauts are in <laughs> Chrononauts. Chrononauts save us. Don't just get drunk and naked. Like, actually do something. You can do that after <laughs> you save us. Once you save us, chrononauts, we'll let you get drunk and naked in public. We'll let you do it everywhere. You can do it in a church if you want to. I don't care if they if anybody does that in church. Well, that's true. <laughs> 1983, Ronald Reagan first uses the phrase evil empire to describe the Soviet Union. Pretty harsh language from Ronnie. What was Bush's thing? The axis of evil. Yeah. The (laughs) axis of evil. I learned that Stephen King calls Corgi the thing of evil. Oh, I like that. But her real name is Molly. <laughs> I think the thing of evil and murder face could get along famously and maybe take over the world. 1985, We Are the World is released, becoming the fastest selling single in history. Do you know the two people who wrote We Are the World? I believe it was... Michael Jackson and Lionel Richie. You are on fire today. <laughs> you ate your Wheaties this morning because you were you're knocking these out the pot. I think that was a trivia question last week. Was it? <laughs> yeah. Well, don't mention that. Cut it out then. Well, that'll stay in. It's very possible that that was a trivia question it last was. week. Mm-hmm. What do you think of that song? It was a big deal when I was in high school. That was a huge, huge deal. Was it like yes. a um, was it like a charity song? It was USA for Africa, so it was supposed to be raising money to feed the countries that were affected by the famine in Africa. And it happened the night after the Grammys, I want to say, when all the artists were still in town, and they got together at the studio. And famously, uh, Quincy Jones told people to check their egos at the door, and. Everybody got to sing their little parts, and there was a bunch of people who just sang in the chorus, including actors. I think Dan Aykroyd was in the chorus as well. It was a strange mix of people. There was the 30 Rock thing where they did a kind of a spoof on that, and Cindy Lauper was there. Yeah. And she was like, I'm one of the drunk ones. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 1993, Janet Reno is confirmed becoming the first female U.S. Attorney General. She is sworn in the day after she is confirmed. Janet Reno, played by Will Ferrell on Saturday Night Live. And that's what I remember of Janet Reno. That's what you remember of her? Unfortunately. She was actually on Saturday Night Live with him. Right. Janet Reno's dance party. Yeah. I love the fact that Saturday Night Live is doing so much gender swapping with the politics right now. You know, it's not a good sport. (laughs) 2009, Bernie Madoff pleads guilty to running a Ponzi scheme, scamming $18 billion from investors. The largest fraud in Wall Street history. Yeah. It's a lot of money. A lot of money, and he is now spending a lot of time in prison. I thought he was dead. Did he die? I thought he died. Oh, my God. All right. We got to take a moment to look that up. That's possible. I feel like I remember somebody dying. I'm reading off the Wikipedia page for a moment, but the first line is, Bernard Lawrence Bernie Madoff is an American fraudster. (laughs) A fraudster. That just makes it sound kind of fun. Like a trickster or a prankster. He's a fraudster. He's a prankster. He was just just pulling a funny. He was sentenced to 150 years in prison. I wonder how it's going for him. I bet he's having a great time. (laughs) Yeah, his his projected release date is November 14th, 2139. Put that on your calendar. Oh, the final one, uh, March 10th, is Mario Day because Mar-1-0 looks like 
the word Mario. I've never heard that. I had never heard that before either, but I'm not a big Mario. Were you a Mario player? Oh, yeah. So what was the game? What was the best Mario game, in your opinion? The best? Yeah. I'll just tell you the first one okay. that I played. Okay. Was the Super Mario World for the Super Nintendo. Okay. What do you do in that one? That's like a standard platform Mario game where you have different levels and worlds. And mm. that was the first one that had Yoshi in it. Oh, that's the dragon looking Kinda. thing? Kind of. He's like a, a dinosaur, dinosaw, okay, dragon dinosaur thing, thing and you ride him around and he eats stuff. This is this Mario thing is a very big hole in my trivia knowledge. It's a me, a Mario. That's what he does. <laughs> it's a me. <laughs> it's a me. <laughs> Have you ever seen the movie, the Super Mario Brothers oh, movie? Yeah, I saw it in theaters. The best part for me, and I'll play a clip after this, uh, is uh, in the Super Mario Brothers. Mojo Nixon, who appeared in one of our audio rounds. Uh, he appears singing folk songs about uh, King Koopa. Oh, really? Yeah. Do you know Mojo Nixon at all? Mm-mm. Yeah. Think it would get worse. Ain't got no water. Get in wet. And now it is time for Tips and Tricks. It's Tips and Tricks and Tips and Tricks. It's not just the tip. <laughs> okay. It's it's not. <laughs> Tell us more, Monica. We're, what are we going to do? We're going to talk about... <laughs> <laughs> it's not just the tip. That's a segment for another podcast, I think. <laughs> <laughs> it is Quiz Fix After Dark. Ooh, it is not just the tip. After dark. All right, what are we... What are we talking about? What are we talking about today? We are going to talk about what makes a well-rounded team. What do you think? Off the top of my head, I'd say you're looking at it. A Boski, a Jim Brown, uh, a Miss Daisy, two Jethro's, and Leon Spinks. Not to mention the biggest Ella Fitzgerald ever. Let me ask you, who do you want more than anybody else on your team? Who would be your MVP? What would they know? What would they bring to the team that would just be like, I want to play with this person ability to hold their liquor. Yeah. Maybe a money, money, power, (laughs) fame, nice shoes. I like having someone older than me and someone younger than me. Yeah. Having different ages represented on your team is a good idea. There's also usually someone who's kind of like the designated music person. Right. Like I see teams that when that music round comes on, they automatically give the paper and pencil to the same person. Yep. Yep. I love that moment, by the way. And it happens in quiz every every time, that passing of the paper. (laughs) Or even more than the passing of the paper – the person who grabs the paper and is like, I got this. <laughs> and it's just, I love that confidence of just like, this is this is my category. Just give, give the paper to me. You guys just relax. You guys just sit back and watch the master. Yeah, I think I might have done that once and then immediately gave it back. <laughs> You're like, I got this. Question number one. Oh, I don't got this. Nope. 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 I thought it was going to be something totally different. It's called false confidence. <laughs> but you would do that. Like if if somebody said, and here's 10 questions about Star Trek, you'd be like, give me. Yeah. Come here. Come here. Well, I don't want anybody to feel left out. Uh, but you want to win. <laughs> Having people who are good at certain specific things are good. Obviously, you know, in the quizzes that we do, pop culture comes up a lot. So 
having somebody who knows their music, having somebody who knows their movies and their television is probably a very good thing to have on your team. Yeah. But then you also need those people who are a little more, I would say, school smart. Mm. Capitals come up a lot and geography comes up a lot. Yeah. It's my weakest subject. It's hard Yeah, being an American that went to public school. <laughs> Here we go. Here's Monica's leaving no child behind again. <laughs> I don't know. That just seemed to be one of those subjects that they just didn't really get around to. It's really because I remember getting uh, geography hammered into my head, uh, especially junior high. Uh, the maps we had to draw. I'm a terrible colorer, and so I How could never... How can you be a terrible colorer? Best grade I ever got on a map was a map of Africa. This is eighth grade. And I got all the countries right and did all that, and then instead of coloring it, I wrote in the names of colors on each different country. Because there were so many countries, and I was like, I'm not spending the time coloring this. And I got a <laughs> B-plus for my creativity, <laughs> that. And I was like, I'll take that B plus and run. Coloring, that's the most fun part. See, that was just that was, to me that was like that was just the most tedious thing so, to do. For your birthday, I'm gonna get you one of those coloring books. <sighs> oh, I I have nieces who will love that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I never I never did those maps. Oh, really? Yeah, we did. It's a gen- maybe it's a United different generation States now. Stuff. Yeah. But we did not really focus on the world very much. Yeah. If you can get a good geography person on your team, a lot of times those will make the difference. A couple river and mountain questions or international capital questions, that can make the difference between coming you know, into a prize or not. Let's talk about personality on your team. Mm. Obviously, you want people who know things. But what kind of personality do you want in a teammate well i want somebody who is gonna have fun but Mm. they're not going to like talk through every question right while i'm trying to hear it to Mm. write down the answer gotcha like i find that a little annoying like why are you here (laughs) right (laughs) yeah i i definitely want and i think this is something out there for you pub quiz players you want people who want to play yeah. And I know that sounds kind of obvious, but you do get those people who are just there because there's alcohol and it's fun and you're hanging out with your friends and and a little talking is obviously sure. fine and it's you want so- that. It's a social time. You don't want to be like we're at a library and it's study hall and we have to be quiet. Yeah. It should still be fun. But they have to be committed to the game. At least trying to hear the next question. Right. (laughs) Um, What do you think about having somebody designated as the final word? Like if there is debate, there's one person on the team that has final say. I have never had that before. I know teams that have that who if they have a if they have an argument, if there is one or two answers that they are trying to choose between and it's split, there is one person on the team that will make the final decision. Like the president? Like like the... They're like the team president? They're the decider. (laughs) Exactly. When I was in high school, I think it was sophomore year, it was like the first computer class that I ever had. Okay. It was like an HTML class or something. And it was when Who Wants to Be a Millionaire was a big deal. Oh, yeah, I remember that. And they had, like, an online version of the game you could play. So we got to play that, like, once a week or something as a class. Yeah. And I don't... In lieu of learning, you know, international capitals. Yeah. Yeah, geography can wait, but it wants to be a millionaire. there's always room for fun. (laughs) That is the American (laughs) public school system. There's always room for fun. And I don't know how this happened, but I became that person. 
Oh, you became the final answer person? Yeah, like for some reason everybody thought I was the smartest somehow. We got to the million dollar question one time. Yeah. And it was a question about dogs. (laughs) And you were like, give me that piece of paper. (laughs) Back off, everybody. The question was really hard. It was like, which one of these is not a real terrier? Oh. And I didn't recognize any of them oh no and everybody was like come on monica we need an answer and i'm like uh c and then we pick c and it goes black and then it was like you won a million dollars and the <laughs> class erupted your big it was my moment. big moment <laughs> <laughs> are you the person that writes down the answers do you have nice penmanship I think that I do. Okay. As you can see right here. Let me check out. I'm looking at her penmanship right now. And that is just for me to read. For everybody watching the secret video feed (laughs) of this, I'm looking out here. Can everybody, can the camera see that? Can everybody get in that? Can we get that here? Uh, Yeah. You have good handwriting. And that's just like fast and messy. No, I can tell this is the, this is the, uh, this is the quick and dirty version. Mm -hmm. But I like yeah. I like to do the writing in the trivia because it makes me feel more involved. Yeah. When normally I don't really know that many of the answers, so it makes me feel more connected. Yeah. Like I'm here too. Yeah. I'm playing. <laughs> <laughs> Look at me. Look at my handwriting. It is perfect. That is one job that I will never have on a trivia team writing down. Oh, a chicken is too kind. (laughs) It was like, it's kind of like the coloring of the maps thing where it's like, I will, I will start writing really nicely. And by by the third or fourth word, it's like, I'm just, I can't be bothered. It's like, you maybe see like the first letter and then just kind of, kind of trails (laughs) off. It's terrible. Typing saved my life. When people are like, I can't read what this says. Yeah. <laughs> they have to like go back to the other team. Like, what does this say? <laughs> There's a team now in my Tacoma location that uh, they they have the smallest handwriting, and on the team name it was just this tiny little handwriting. And I finally, like, my eyes are going, too, because I'm old and decrepit. But I finally, like, got, they were handing in their pages. I was going to read off their team name. It's just this littlest, littlest handwriting. And their team name was Tiny Handwriting. (laughs) I like that. That's funny. It should have been the littlest handwriting. Yes. Yes. If you can read this team name, you're too close. What about an arguer? What do you mean? So there are people who will spend a lot of their time arguing about answers. Um, do you want somebody who's going to hold up? I'm I'm really uh, weighing this question heavily against, but uh, I'm trying to figure <laughs> out how to, I'm trying to figure out how to say it diplomatically, and I'm not doing a very good like job. someone who kind of thinks the answer out loud or just is always in an argumentative or is in mostly an argumentative state like i they, don't think anybody would want that yeah it's just <laughs> not fun and that you know i guess to wind this topic up you gotta have a fun crew yeah you can't be too serious about the trivia right i think fun should be the number one reason to do it. I think it should be maybe 1B. 1A. 1A should be crushing your competition. No. Crushing them. <laughs> 1A should be <sighs> drinking. Oh, yeah. All right. Let's reprioritize. 1A. Potatoes. 1A, B, C, D, and E is cocktails. <laughs> Three is winning. Two doesn't even exist, and four is friendship. (laughs) (laughs) Stupid friends. You're stupid friends. Uh, Yes, drinking above everything else. Yeah. 
and maybe some appetizers. <laughs> and that was Tips and Tricks. Ladies and gentlemen, name that tune. All right, now it is time for the audio round. And this week, we are going to do TV theme song lyrics. Yes. And we are bringing back some cat noises for all of you who've been waiting for that to happen. (laughs) So in this audio round, we are going to be reading lyrics from TV theme songs. And these are TV theme songs that you mostly know as instrumental, but do have lyrics. Um, They're all classic TV theme songs as well. These shows aired first in the 50s and 60s, but they are well known. So you should be able to hopefully figure these out. Here is the twist. We are meowing the names of the shows that appear in the lyrics. So any word that appears in the title, we are uh, substituting with a meow. Any Courtesy. word that is the title. And it is the title, yes. This is going to be a tough one, so uh, gather your friends together and see if you can figure these out. Uh, what do they win if they win? They win a shout-out. Yes, you will get a shout-out on our podcast. And remember... You do not have to be the first one to put this in. If you're not hearing this until later in the week, don't fret. Still send it in. And uh, when you do send it in, let us know where you're sending it in from. That would be nice to know. Um, So you can send that to quizfix at gmail.com. And if you go to our webpage, which has been redesigned, quizfix.net, There is also uh, a space in the contact place where you can uh, put in your uh, answers there as well. Use the drop-down box and say uh, where it says audio round challenge, and you can submit it that way as well if you don't want to uh, give us your email address. So there's a couple different ways to do it. Um, Do we have anything else to say about this? Are you excited about this? I'm excited. All right, because I know you like TV theme songs. Yeah. I know you like cats. Mm-hmm. This is hitting Monica's sweet spot of fun. I haven't seen all of these shows. <laughs> really? Yeah. We will, uh, off mic, we will go through and figure <laughs> out which ones you have not seen. This is fascinating. Uh, and we'll probably cover that next week when we reveal the answers. There's one that I don't even know what it is. Oh, this is great. <laughs> oh, next week. Next week on the podcast is where before we're uh, remind us, <laughs> remind us that we're going to have to go through this because uh, you're just going to make me feel really old. This is, I feel that's what's happening. All right, here we go with the audio round. Your audio round starts meow. One. If, when you're sleeping, you dream a lot, ghoulish nightmares parade through your head, and then you wake up and you scream a lot, oh, meow, are under your bed. Two. We chased Lady Luck till we finally struck meow. With a gun and a rope and a hat full of hope, planted a family tree. We got a hold of a pot of gold, meow, with a horse and a saddle and a range full of cattle. How rich can a fellow be? Three. Meow, meow, husky men of war, sons of all the meow of war before. We're all meows up to our heroes. You ask the questions, we make suggestions that we're meow for. Four. Meow. Meow. You've got me in a spell. Meow. Meow. You know your craft so well. Before I knew what I was doing, I looked into your eyes. The brand of woo that you've been brewing took me by surprise. Five. Meow, meow, meow. And she loves me. We're as happy as two can be. Sometimes we quarrel, and then how we love making up again. 
Meow kisses like no one can. She's my missus and I'm her man. And life is heaven, you see, cause meow, 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 and she loves me. Six. Meow, fresh as a daisy. Just love how she obeys me. Does things that just amaze me so. She smiles, presto, the rain goes. She blinks, up comes the rainbows. Cars stop, even the train goes slow. Seven. I know his journey ends never. His meow meow will go on forever. But tell him while he wanders the starry sea, remember, remember me. All right, that's the audio round. I think that's going to be a tough one. Yeah. Yeah. Especially for people who haven't seen these shows. Monica, it was hard just Monica. to read it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think, well, uh, once we reveal what these uh, these answers are, you'll understand why uh, they didn't use these lyrics in the theme songs. But the theme songs are fairly uh, famous, so these aren't obscure shows at all. So hopefully you can use the context clues from the lyrics you heard. Uh, write your answers to quizfix at gmail.com or use the uh, contact page on our website, quizfix.net, which has been revamped with all sorts of new stuff. So go check that out. Um, let's do a quick reminder of where we host quizzes during the week, Monica. Tuesdays at Fitzgerald's in Ballard. Wednesdays, the Blue Grouse in Georgetown. And I'm Mondays at the Skylark in West Seattle. Tuesdays at the Crown Bar in Tacoma. And Thursdays at the local 907 in Renton. All start at 730. All are free and all are fun. Come say hi to Monica and I. That rhymed. <laughs> Very proud of that. <laughs> Um, so You're a poet and you had no idea. I have a poet. <laughs> I am a poet and I wasn't even aware that I was a poet. Um, and please keep those photos of the cats and dogs and what other pets? It doesn't have to be cats or dogs. What other pets you have? Put those headphones on and you don't have to really let the cats and dogs listen to the podcast, but I bet they would like it. <laughs> I bet they would learn something. So if you want smarter pets, put the headphones on, take the pictures, send it to us, quizfix at gmail.com. I haven't figured out how to do that through the website yet, uh, but I will. But for now, quizfix at gmail.com, uh, quizfix at gmail.com, attach those photos, send them to us. Once again, thanks to Stephanie and Brandon for sending those amazing photos. It really did make our day on Yay. Thursday. Yeah, we were very happy about that. Um, so that's it. Thank you for listening. Yes, and we will see you next week. Bye. Bye.